0: Money can do so many really bad things, but money can do so many great things, right? Yeah. So when we open up the communication about money, it changes everything.
1: Hey midlife ladies, this is the
2: Dear Midlife Podcast. Unapologetic girl talk that will help you remember who you are and figure out who in the hell you want to become. I'm Shelby Bybee, karaoke party queen, single mom, and an extrovert to a fault.
1: And I'm Trinity Greenfield, a wild-haired woman full of sass, sparkle, and a heavy dose of black girl
2: magic. So grab a glass and let's dive into the messy middle. Money,
1: money, money must be funny in a rich man's
2: world. If I were a rich man, <laughs> why, do you,
1: why do you always jump in with the Broadway musicals?
2: Why the Broadway musicals? Jazz hands. Um, I know, but it really, both songs really appropriately set the stage for our guest today. Eileen okay. Joy, who is the money coach for moms and founder of Money School for Moms, that teaches high achieving moms, just like you and me, baby, how to create wealth, so they can have a healthy relationship with money and stop living paycheck to paycheck
1: yeah this is so good like and it's so timely for i know for me what's happening in my life you know and eileen she's put together this w- system and it's super simple that any busy mom can follow and she specializes in like creating the safe and comfortable environment where we as women can learn about one of the most avoided and taboo topics in our lives. And that, my girls, is money. So no more shame, no more guilt, no more embarrassment, because we are going to jump into the thick of it.
2: I love it. Today we explore with Eileen how to get to the root of our own money stories and how to rewrite those stories to create abundance and financial freedom. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: Yeah. I mean, rewriting your own money story stops these subconscious generational patterns and it stops with you. And then you get to empower your own children and help Mm. them rewrite their own money stories from a place of abundance,
1: mm-hmm. Yes, baby. At the end of this episode, we are all going to be singing a different tune about money. And it is all about money, 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 money.
2: <laughs> money. If I had a million dollars. If I had a million dollars. Uh, is that yours?
1: All right. Well, listen, we want to hear what your song is. And we want to hear from you what is your money story baby girl leave us a review and let us know what you learned and without further ado let's jump on in to this money talk with Eileen Joy
2: today we welcome to our show Eileen Joy Eileen thank you so much for being here welcome. today
0: Thank you so much for having me today. I am so excited about our conversation.
2: I can't wait to get started.
1: Me too. Me too. Yeah, we are I need are so this excited. conversation, oh, <laughs> me
2: too. I'm 100%. here 100%. Yes. And you are a money coach and you teach moms and you're a founder of the money school for moms on okay. how to, as you say, make money easy and create wealth. So I would love to know. How can we do this? How do we make money easy? And how can we create wealth? Because, you know, Trinity and I are dead set on becoming millionaires within the next five years. Yes. Earning one million dollars within a single year. We're just putting it out into the universe right now. Help us get there, Eileen. A.K.A. our
1: retirement plan is screwed. So this is (laughs) this is plan B. Let's go.
2: (laughs) And it doesn't involve a lottery ticket. (laughs)
0: Plan A, plan B, plan Z, whatever (laughs) it is, as long as you're planning and you're putting it out into the universe, it'll happen. Amen. Good start. Yeah, it is. You have to start somewhere. But basically what I do to make money easy, right? We make money easy. We create wealth. Fill your bank accounts. Be debt free. Stop living paycheck to paycheck, right? Yes. All while still having fun. Mm. And one of the most important things is teaching your kids how to have a healthy money mindset and then setting them up for life
3: mm-hmm. because oh.
0: kids are just repeating the same patterns as you. Right. So when 100%. they graduate school, they're going to come home. Right. They're going to come right back and you're going to be taking care of them because mm-hmm. they're not going to know what to do with the money that they're mm-hmm. making. Right. From their jobs that they got mm-hmm. from going to college. And then they have all these loans and all these things that are mm. crazy. Right. And so a lot of the, the work that we do is really around changing our mindset about, how we approach money, first okay. of all, because money is so scary, right? Like all the women that come to me, they're at a point in their life where they're like, oh, shit, mm. right? And you feel stuck because you never learned about money in school. Mm. Yeah. Right. We don't yeah. learn about it. You're just thrown yeah. to the wolves and you're expected to know what to do. Meanwhile, no one knows what to do, right? Right. right? We live in a spending economy. And yeah, everyone 100%. just spends, 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 spends. I mean, I I lived it too, right? Mm-hmm. And that's I'm the worst,
3: the,
0: right? And and most people are because that's what people do. And then we all have this disease called comparisonitis. Oh, right. I thought it was called right?
1: Amazon. It's not called <laughs> Amazon. My fault.
0: That's a symptom and a byproduct <laughs> of comparisonitis.
1: Right. Got it. Got it.
0: Yeah. So, and it's it's that whole thing of keeping up with the Joneses, mm. right? And if you really think about it, we're comparing ourselves to one another constantly. And that's Mm -hmm. all we do. And everyone's reality is on their phones, right? And everyone's reality is different, right? Because what you see on your phone is not what I see on my phone, right? Thank you,
1: algorithms.
0: Exactly, Exactly. right? And so you create your reality by what you're looking at, what you talk about because, you know, your phone's listening and what you're thinking about because your phone knows. Right, like It, you, does thinking, know, it right? really
1: does know what it I'm totally thinking does. too. <laughs> I don't even, there are times I know I've not I articulated know. that like, <laughs> oh, my new style. I want to be bohemian. What What do you mean? Why have I now been invited to the bohemian lifestyle? What is <laughs> yeah, going exactly. on?
0: The-? Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. And it's it knows. It knows. So and it's scary. freaking scary, but it's true. And it knows. And it's like, you'll be scrolling, right? You'll be on your phone and you'll see something. Oh, I just said I wanted that. And then you buy it without mm. even realizing what you just did. Yeah. And then you keep scrolling. And then a couple of days later, it arrives in the mail. And you're like, oh, yeah, I forgot I bought that. Right? Yeah.
1: And so, right like, now, and you forget. It comes at the porch. You're like, oh, what did I order? Yes. I did order anything. Did I order something? Yes. All the time.
0: Yes. And everyone's doing it. Yeah. And, right? And it's, it's so interesting because I've spoken to a few UPS guys when, like, you know. <laughs> to thank them for all the packages they bring to me but you
1: know like what do you feel like you're dating them at this stage (laughs) (laughs) I you brought me my packet again oh thanks I appreciate it
0: many years ago there was a job that I had and I was always one of the people that sat in the front of the office so when the guy would come Uh in he would just give me the stuff and we became kind of friendly and one day he came in and he brought me a gift Oh, you're
3: like thanks, baby. Thank
0: you. I still have some of the. It was all smiley face stuff. He's like, whenever I come in, you're always so happy. It's like I bought you all these smiley face things. But I've spoken to so many UPS people in FedEx, like just delivery people. Like, what do they do? What What does their job entail? Because we keep them in business, right? Mm -hmm. We do. They have job security. Right, And a lot of them make six figures delivering packages. They're well-paid, yeah.
1: these UPS men. Hint, they hint, wink, wink, very, my single right. ladies out there. Find you a brother in brown.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, with all the muscles from all those heavy packages. Yes. But-, <laughs> mm. but it's true. Like, we keep them in business. And if you really think about all of these impulse purchases that we're making – And we're not realizing what we're spending. We're really not paying attention to it. And Mm. we make great money, right? And then you say, I have nothing to show for it. Like, I make great money. Where the hell is it? Mm. Where's my money? Mm. Right? And it's because you're just mindlessly spending. Or like, you know, all the Target trips and going to Mm. Costco Mm. and Ulta and like all these places. But you go in and you just fill your cart. And then you forget the thing that you originally went there for. And then you're like, man, I got to go back. And then you buy even more. But... It's because of that. And it's not really paying attention to what you're doing and having a plan and saying, well, what is important to me? Mm. Yeah. Right. And then also realizing that you have so much shame. So true. About money. Like like the women so that true. come to me have like they're embarrassed, first of all, about their situation because, you know, we tell ourselves as high achieving women that we should know better. Yeah. Right. And we should do better. And we should be in a certain place in our life right now. And we're not. And it's embarrassing and shameful. And you know what? But it's not your fault. Mm. Right? Just let yourself really take that in. It's not your fault.
3: I struggle with
1: that. I struggle with that.
0: Why? Because I feel
1: like I, I could have learned and figured it out and done the things. And so then whose fault is it? I feel like it's mine for not doing what it takes to learn and make myself better.
0: But knowing that now. Now you can. Now you can. Mm.
1: This is day one.
2: Welcome to day one. (laughs) Yeah. Trinity's education and money.
0: (laughs) But it's so true. We don't learn about it in school. We don't really think about it. So it's something that you don't think about until you have to. It's one of our
1: moms. Yes, rarely, in in few instances, our moms were were not of the generation where this was something that had to be part of their um a repertoire of learning. Right? I was mm-hmm. like, good enough if you just taught me about a tampon, let alone <laughs> teaching about all of this other stuff. So yeah, they had they had many of the times had someone else in the household who was doing that for them. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And this is where the money story comes in. You want me to explain money story? I would love to
2: know the money story. Yes.
0: It's so interesting.
2: So your money story
0: starts when you're a kid, right? So from Mm. the time that you're zero to seven is when you're learning everything, right? You're Mm -hmm. being programmed and conditioned and learning about life and the world. And we learn from our parents and our environment. So it's the same thing with money right? This is everything like the wheel of life, right? All different things in your life. Money is that piece that Mm -hmm. you're learning when you're a kid, right? And so, and it doesn't mean that you're being sat down by your mom or your dad or whoever in your family and saying, let me show you how to reconcile your checkbook. You know, it's not like that, right? You're just learning by watching, Mm -hmm. right? And by listening and feeling and how they treat money. Do they avoid it? Do they fight about it, right? What what is it like in your house, right? So think about it now, like if you close your eyes and you just think back to when you were a kid, what was it like in your house when you were a kid with money? This is where your money story starts. Yeah, And Mm. this is where your kid's money story starts, right? So Mm. we've already programmed our children. And Mm. the really great thing about this is that you could rewrite your money story at any time, at any point in your life. The only time it's too late is when you're dead. Okay. Good
1: point. Okay. Right? My money story was jacked up. Like we were so poor, and it's and it and so I'm sure there are people out there that can relate to this. Where I do things completely opposite because of the mm-hmm. absolute lack of money that we had. Like the the first thing when we closed our eyes that I recalled was how every month I was filling out the publisher's clearinghouse sweepstakes, like starting at like age eight. And I did that. Like, I'm convinced we're going to win this. This is how we're going to get there. And out of this poverty, I was doing my mom's taxes when I was nine years old because I was trying to keep things together. And I knew that mom wasn't going to do the taxes. And I've heard somewhere it was important. And I figured it out with somebody's help. I can't even remember. So just very, very strange money upbringing.
2: Yeah, I had a very unique and different story, too, because my my um, parents, I literally felt the rise in the career trajectory with my parents. So I remember being very young and having a budget when we had to go school shopping. You have two pairs of pants, three shirts and two pairs of shoes. And that's all you get. And there isn't. Yeah. And then. Fast forward ten years, I had moved out of the house, and I have a younger brother that's eleven years younger and a younger sister that's twelve years Mm. younger. They were going on cruises to the French Riviera with my parents. They were like, "We rich bitch!" I don't know (laughs) how you (laughs) was raised, but the reality in that is, is that you know, I think it's a, it's a, it was in a unique sort of situation, a learning situation where I saw and I felt that shift in. We have constraints around finances and then those constraints gradually loosened over time and both of my parents were executives and so over time you get to a place where it it is like you you aren't watching the budget because you've got enough surplus to not have to be so mindful about it and so I kind of swing back and forth between those two spaces where I really try and watch my budget and then I'm like Amazon Mm -hmm. gets me and then I'm like oh my budget and Mm -hmm. I'm always constantly adjusting. Yeah. So it's interesting. So tell us then, you know, how do we overcome our past money story? And what is a better story for us to to buy
1: into? I'm just thinking before we go to that, I'm thinking, how do we first like recognize what that money story has Mm. created? in us yeah, today? Point. And how do we draw those correlations and connections so that we can then, moving on to Shelby's question, start to figure out, all right, here, here's where I need What's to really jump am. into the pool and start swimming and, and overcoming.
0: Yeah. Well, the step one is really figuring out what is your money story, right? And then what I do with my clients is we work through that. Mm-hmm. We then plan, right? Mm-hmm. And then we rewrite your money story. Right? How do you work through the, the money
2: story? What are what so, kind of exercises well, are you taking your clients through? It's kind of like what we just
0: started doing, right? Closing your eyes and really thinking mm-hmm. about it because you've never thought about this before, mm-hmm. no, like in this way.
1: Not right. in I this mean, way. Not in a way this. that feels kind of woo woo. Like right. I just start pen and paper and then I'm like, forget it. I don't mm-hmm. want to do this. and It's making my stomach hurt.
0: Yeah, and it will because mm-hmm. money's money's one of those avoided topics, right? It's yeah. one of those taboo subjects, right? That like sex, politics, religion, all these things that we Mm want to just not talk about it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so with money, it it can be really uncomfortable, especially if you're feeling the feelings of embarrassment, anxiety, shame, and even terror. Like, Mm. like sometimes like money can literally feel like terror running through your veins. And you just that's why we avoid it. Or we spend. Or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever the the byproducts is. But With the money story, like we really just start and say, Hey, well, how did I grow up with money? Where did that all begin? Mm -hmm. Like for me personally, my parents, same thing. You know, they gradually, Mm -hmm. you know, they started out here and ended up over here. They had great jobs, made great money. My mom was a spender, she maxed out credit cards constantly and just spent everything. And then we'd complain about the bills when they would come in. Still to this day, she does it. the bills, the bills, the bills. Like you just hear it like the bills. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and my dad, he had a gambling addiction. Oh, and wow. so it was insane. Like I still remember I was five years old and he took me to like the horse races and all these different things and mm. to casinos and awful. And they have two timeshares in Vegas. Hmm. Wow. And they said they got one for me and one for my oh. sister so that when they die, we're not going to fight over them. Neither of us want them. <laughs>
3: I can not <all laughs> want it.
1: <laughs> right? That's what so, we're fighting over. Please right. take mine. Take it. How do I get rid of it?
0: So, <laughs> right. you know, it's really just thinking about, like, what did you grow up with? And then what did you take from that? And how do you approach your money now?
3: Mm-hmm. right do
0: you do the same thing or is it the opposite or like what did you take from that and how do you approach your money now yeah do you pay attention to it do you have a plan are you saving are you investing are you giving and then how are you spending these are the four buckets that I teach I teach mm-hmm. saving investing giving and spending and how mm. to do them all at the same time okay Right. and this is what I've taught my son like my son he's 11 and he manages his own money I give him allowance and different money for jobs and all these things. And I taught him how to do this. And he knows more about money than most adults. Right. And, you know, he's doing all of this by himself. And like, this is how you do it, right? So you start from how do I approach my money and how do I feel about it? And and you can even journal about it. You can Mm -hmm. write about it. You can think about it. You can walk about it. and You know, it's just really Mm -hmm. understanding how are you now? Are you terrified to even look at your money?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Or if you're not feeling that way, are you ready? Like now is now the time. Are you have you been working so hard on yourself in all the different areas in your life and you know money's next and you're ready and you're like, yes, let's do this. What do I do? Where do I get started? Show me how. Like that's when you know you're ready to move to the next step. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then from there is where we learn those buckets, right? We go through. The mindfulness of everything, right? And then we talk about values based spending. And what values based spending really is is like what's most important to you, mm. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really just that awareness of what's coming in, what's going out, where you're spending it, and what's important to you. Yeah. And are you spending your money on things that really matter or just on random shit? Right.
1: Random shit every day, something else random on my doorstep.
0: Right. And so when you really think about that, then it really becomes easier to Mm -hmm. create your goals and say, well, what do I really want out of my life, right? Because money coaching isn't just about the numbers. It's really about creating your dream life through your money, Mm. right? And being able to take really great vacations and doing great things for your family and doing all these wonderful things and having the money to do it and then being happy about spending the money instead of feeling guilty about yeah. spending the money, yeah. right? And it's shifting the feelings around the way you're spending the money and then being able to save and invest and then share, right? The giving part is so important because the more money you have, mm-hmm. the more good you can do with it. hmm sure.
1: hmm You know, it was funny. I was having a conversation with my son. This all stemmed from him not putting the chili away last night. <laughs> and you know, and it, and it mushroomed into all of these other things, like all the things I ask you to do, you don't do because there's some other priority in your life. And so you say yes, and then you forget. And you're at the agent stage. You need to not be forgetting these things because you're borderline grown ass man now. So you need to start figuring out what are the things that are leading you to always deprioritize the things that I'm asking, but yet you are prioritizing all of these other things in your life. And it it kind of led to this conversation around thinking about how the patterns that you have in your life are impacting you in this one area. And if you can get to the root and the why of that, that it really will not just impact now, suddenly you're really good at doing the things mom says, but it, it will impact multiple areas of your life that this is tied to, or this is connected to. And and so I bring this up in this conversation because I'm, I'm starting to think about and reflect on, you know, this whole money conversation, right. And how my son thinks that like money is no object. Like Mm -hmm. I want a thing. I buy the thing and I want a thing. I say, mom, let's get this thing. And mom goes, okay. And the thing is there and it's magic. And I live this magical life. I'm a little fairy genie man. (laughs) And it's like, No, you're not. But I've bred that in him. And I see that root affecting many areas of his life and responsibility and, Mm -hmm. you know, his ability to operate autonomously, make decisions on his own. And it really, I think a lot of it does even go back to this relationship that I've formed with money early on. Resulted in me wanting to create this great life for everyone around me. And let's have experiences. And if you want the thing, let's get the thing and abundance and life and blah blah. And through that, I've created this negative impact, not only in his life, but in the lives of others in my life as well by my poor relationship with money and and the intention that I should have behind money. And I've created this life of irresponsible, you know, decision-making in others. Hmm. I'm having a, an epiphany moment. Everyone. A
2: revelatory moment. Yeah. Oh gosh. So what do we do about that? How you said we can fix it. You said we can rewrite the story. How do we do that? How do we go about rewriting the story then? Well, your epiphany is the awareness piece.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Right.
0: So yeah. first, so the framework that I have is M-A-V-Y. First is your mindset. Second mm-hmm. is awareness, so you're there now,
1: mm, right? Amen. Right.
0: Ooh, and day is- one
2: is moving fast, y'all. <laughs> She's You've a star student. <laughs> you are. You get the gold star today.
0: So, like, the easiest thing to do now is now that you're aware of it, right? And it's now in the forefront of your mind, and you're like, "Holy shit, this is what I've created," and now you're feeling shame about it. Yes, because mm. I feel that deeply. Yes. Right. It's to take the shame out of it. And remember, it's not your fault. Mm. Always tell yourself and remember this. It's not your fault. Mm. No one taught this to you. You didn't know. Mm -hmm. Right. Now, you know. And you can fix it
1: when you know better, you do better.
0: Exactly. And it all starts with conversation. Yeah. Right. It's normalizing the talk of money in your house. Yeah. Right. This is step number one with kids, especially whether you have kids or not. Everyone who lives in your house, normalize the talk of money in your house. Mm-hmm. Like my son and I talk about it like it's the weather. It's nothing. It's just a regular conversation. Whereas most families avoid it. Mm-hmm. right? Or like yeah. in my house, when I was growing up, it was always a fight.
3: Mm, like my, yep. my
0: parents fought about money beyond but it was so bad. Holes were punched in walls. Furniture oh, wow. was thrown. My dad would clean out my mother's accounts to go gamble mm. the money. It was Ugh. awful. Ugh. My sister ran away from home the day she graduated from high school. Wow. I didn't talk to her for 20 years. She left. What? Left. Wow. Yes. I just recently got reconnected with her right before my father passed away. Oh, like, wow. It was craziness and it's so weird now like oh yeah mm. have a sister we don't really know each other it's odd so it's like money can do so many really yeah. bad things but money can do so many great things right yes. so when we open up the communication about money it changes everything right so just first of all trinity just knowing that you've had this epiphany and you're like wow i realized my money story i realized what i've done in my own family well let's fix it
3: hmm.
0: Right. And all it is, is talking about it. Mm-hmm. And first with yourself right? yeah. and just really understanding how do I feel about this? What's going on in my own mind? Because now I'm going to go crazy about it and I'm not going to be able to stop thinking about it. Exactly. I'm going to make myself crazy. I'm going to overthink about it and just go nuts and have a meltdown. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so.
1: How do you know this about me? Like, are you psychic I, as well? That's a big question. I've been there.
0: <laughs> I have meltdowns a lot. <laughs> we all do. We're women, right? You
1: yes. Know?
0: It's, it's insane. But I, I get it. You know, I get it. And we all feel the same at some point. Like, mm-hmm. all of our feelings kind of come around to the same. Like, we, we feel mm-hmm. our feelings. We overthink about them. And then we want to avoid it. But we know we can't. And then we beat ourselves up about it. But then you're like, you. I don't want to mess up my kids, right? So then you want right. to bring it up, mm-hmm. right? So all it starts is just start talking about it.
2: Okay. Right? So what does and the conversation change. sound
0: like? Yeah. You want to change the conversation, yeah, mm-hmm. right? Instead of what it is now, right? You can just start with simple little things of mm-hmm. like the different things that you've noticed in your family and the things you want to change it to and just open up a conversation and just pick one thing. Okay. And just talk to your son. You know, and be like, "How do you feel about money?" Yeah, hmm. you know, ask them how they feel because you don't know.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and
0: just really ask, like asking questions, especially if your kids are older. Like mm-hmm. if you have little kids, you're teaching more yes. than
1: yeah, are,
0: right? And you still can ask how they feel because some one time my son told me he was afraid to spend his money.
1: Oh know? wow!
0: And I was like, what? This is interesting. So we had a really great conversation. And then I challenged him to spend money. And we went to the store and I made him buy something.
1: Oh, wow.
0: And it was awesome. That was the day of Legos when he really realized how much Legos cost. And he was shocked. That was a great (laughs)
2: day. I had one of those moments with my daughter too, and she wanted a pair of fancy Lululemon shorts. And I was like, great. How much money do you have in your bank account? And she had like $22. I was like, awesome. Let's go to the Lululemon store and go shopping. And the (laughs) the shorts were like $68. And she was like, mom, I can't afford them. Will you help me pay for them? And I'm like so sad. You might have to save your money for a little bit longer before you can afford those Lululemon shorts. But she was so adamant about buying something in the store that day. I was like, well, what else can you buy? And she went to a water bottle. Uh, Surely she can buy a water bottle with her $22. Nope. Nope. No. Buy the $38 water bottle with your $22. And I think she ended up getting a piece of elastic that was like a headband. (laughs) It had the lululemon symbol on it a 22 dollar rubber band <laughs> exactly <laughs> and that was like 18 dollars or something and then there was a sale at the store across the street that was like buy two get one earrings or something like that or buy one get two free or and so we went across the street and bought some earrings too and she was super stoked that she got to spend her own money and that was the start of our money conversation wow. and that was many, many years ago, but that was a, a realization too, when they yeah. they do recognize wow co- stuff costs a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. 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 Cause like when I was growing up, my mom would always say no. Mm-hmm. Like the messages
0: that we always heard was mommy, can I mm-hmm. have that? No. And it was all different forms of no, but it was sure. no. Yeah. So I've empowered my son with a financial education.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And whenever we go out anywhere, we bring his wallet. And if he wants something, he never asks me, mommy, can I have that? Hmm. He'll look at it. He'll look at the price. And it's funny watching him. He'll pick up, pick up the item and he'll look at it and he'll be like, what are price?" crazy? And he puts it down. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: And, you know, so he's all about values-based spending. And he's like, mm-hmm. he thinks to himself and he asks himself the questions, do I really need this?
3: Yeah. you
0: know. And it's the questions that we ask every single time we go shopping is, do I really need this? How often am I going to use this? Is this thing going to collect dust in the house? You know, because that's what he Mm -hmm. used to do. I would take him to the dollar store when he was really little. Yeah. And I would say, you know, now when it was a dollar, now it's the dollar-ish store, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And he would go buy something and be really excited about it that day. Yeah. And now we have a bunch of crap
1: in the playroom
0: that we just donate or give away or whatever. Mm -hmm. But you know, now that he's getting older, he's 11 now and he's making different choices and he's really understanding and seeing, especially how this is something you can talk about with your son too, is like, and with your daughter and all your kids, right? Mm -hmm. Is that money right now is air. If you really think about it, because when we were growing up, we had cash, we had paper and coins and your hands would literally smell. And get dirty from the money, right? That's why they always call it dirty money, right? Yeah. And it's like, it's not like that anymore. Everything is just invisible. Yeah. And when you're teaching about money with kids, it's so much harder now because there's nothing there. It's a bunch Mm -hmm. of numbers on a screen, Mm -hmm. right? And you go to this magical place called the ATM, (laughs) right? (laughs) Where money magically just comes out.
1: Yes. right?
0: Right. But they have no idea how it got there. Sure. So right? interesting. Depending upon how old they are. They don't yeah. understand that concept. Right. So you go to the ATM, you go grab money and they're like, oh, yes, let's go to the ATM, you know, or it's like you order something on your phone and it comes in a couple of days and it's like, yeah, things just magically happen.
1: Yeah. Right. So, easy. And so
0: right. So this is how most people think now, whether or not you grew up back in the 70s, 80s or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just evolved into this now of just everything just magically happens. Mm-hmm. We live in this culture now where we spend money. We want everything yesterday. Everything has to be convenient. You know, all that we, we pay convenience fees, you know, and it's invisible. Mm. Yeah. Right. So when I give my son his allowance, I give him both. I give him digital money and I give him actual cash. Mm. And he always forgets about the digital money because he doesn't see it. So we have money dates. Every single Thursday is payday for him, and I give him his cash. And then I go on my phone and I show him his money, right? And say, "Look, this is what you have in your spending account. This is what you have in your giving account. This is what you have in your sa- in your savings account. This is what you have in your investments, right?" Mm-hmm. And it's just numbers on a screen, and it's meaningless.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Meaningless. So when we go to the store and he wants to buy something, like the other day we were at Barnes and Noble and he loves to read. So he mm-hmm. wanted to buy a book and it was the most, we normally go to the library. So he's right. used to free. We just yeah. take the book and then we return it and he doesn't really buy books. And so we happened to be at Barnes and Noble. He's like, I want to buy this book. And I was like, you're going to buy a book. That's interesting. And so we went up to the, as we we're walking up to the cashier, he looks on, he's trying to find how much it is. And so this was the first time he really looked because we've always gone to the library.
1: Yeah. And so
0: he looks and he sees uh, the price for America and the price for Canada. And he's like, well, what is it? What does this mean? And so I was explaining to him how that Mm. worked. Mm -hmm. And he was like, this book is $35. I said, yes, it's a very big, thick, hardcover book. They're expensive. And I said, you can choose to purchase this book and support the, the author that wrote it or... You can wait until it's in the library in a few years because it's brand new. It's not going to be there mm-hmm. yet. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, you know, and he was like, No, I really want to support the author. He's like, I love to read. And I think that this would be a really meaningful purchase for me. And I was like, I'm so proud of you. Wow. That was amazing.
1: I love that.
0: Right. And it's these conversations that mm-hmm. you just have that just happen. Yeah. Because yeah. you allow it to happen because you just normalize the talk of money. And so you just have to start somewhere.
2: Yeah. Right. Pick one thing.
0: Right. And just start somewhere and then just let it
2: be part of your life and their lives. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about the value based decisioning process around money. How do we establish the values? How do we share those values with our kids so that they are able to, just like your son, who clearly in that story, I articulated what that value of of supporting the author was to him and, and the value of reading how do, we, how do we establish that with ourselves and our children?
0: Well, really, it comes down to what's important to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because your values are different than your kids, right? Even though you want them to be the same, <laughs> but, right. you know, they not always are. So it's really just a simple question of what's important to you. Mm-hmm. And you can ask them that and then yeah. have them learn how to ask themselves that. And that's all a part of getting to know yourself, which was something that I had to do after my divorce. Mm -hmm. and like I grew up with a narcissistic mom and then I married a narcissist so most of my life I was told what to do and that I wasn't allowed to think for myself and I didn't really know and so my therapist had asked me first question while I was getting divorced is what do you want and I broke down and I cried and I said I don't know (laughs) yeah I do not freaking know and then she's like well what brings you joy and I'm like again (laughs) I don't know And it was such it's been a journey. It's still a journey. Because for most of my I didn't get divorced until I was I got separated at 43. I'm 50. I just turned 50 this year. Mm -hmm. And like I for over 40 years did not know who I was.
1: Mm -hmm. God, there's so many of us in this boat.
0: Oh, yeah. So true. And I'm still learning every day. So these are things you can ask yourself. And it's really helpful to help to get to know yourself on such a deeper level of like, well, what do I want? Yeah. What makes me happy?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And so I always think of
1: follow your joy. Right. But then sometimes my mantra of following my joy leads me to spending excessively as well.
2: That's a good point.
1: It really does. Or I use it as an excuse might be the better thing. To spend excessively.
2: Mm, what are you excusing yourself for doing? Like, what is the. I'm standing on for? the table, making it rank. That purse, those it, shoes, this
1: great luggage set, this trip, this Airbnb. What this do you want when of, you buy That's... that
2: purse? What are you trying to. What hole are you trying to fill by buying yeah. that purse?
1: Yeah. That
2: sweater or that, what do you really want from that purchase? What are you really getting from it? I it's think? The, the dopamine hit. It is. Know. It's the dopamine hit. And then later, it's the same thing with the
0: toys with the kids. They, it's sure. the dopamine hit, and then they don't care about it anymore. Yeah. And like I was more in and more the UK.
1: More. I didn't like my suitcase anymore, so I bought the world's most expensive suitcase is what I did. <laughs> and I fucking gave my suitcase to the guy who worked at the fucking hotel. <laughs> and just kidding customs. I did not buy an expensive suitcase and <laughs> right. bring it back through the mortar right. without it was declaring it all I promise. under
2: a hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, You know, and she was so pretty and she was quality and a hundred percent lifetime guarantee. Even if TSA rips it. Yeah. Getting my money back or, or okay. I'm getting it fixed. But truth be told, I was walking around London with a perfectly functional suitcase. Yeah. And it's the why. So these are the things.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, and here's the question too. What I hear you saying, Trinity, is this: I struggle with this balance in my brain of scarcity and abundance. Yeah. Like again, I think maybe it's this pendulum that I was swinging on when I was a kid. But I I spend the money and then I feel the guilt. I spend the money, then I feel the guilt. So it's like this scarcity, then it's an abundance. And how do we get beyond the scarcity mindset? Yeah. But be mindfully abundant. I don't know what the right answer is. Yeah.
0: Well, it's all the all the things that we've already been talking about. Yeah. Right. It's start. You have to start with your money story. How do you feel about money now? Because right now you feel that scarcity. Hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. There's moments of abundance. Hmm. But then you go back to the scarcity because that's your default.
3: Mm-hmm. Right.
0: That's your default. So your default is I feel this lack and scarcity, so I need to buy this thing to feel better but then Mm. I feel guilty about it because I'm not allowed to feel abundant. I'm not supposed to, it's, it's, Mm -hmm. it's not, it's not okay for me to feel like this. So I have to go back to scarcity and lack. And so you're constant, it's this constant push and pull Hmm. between these feelings, right? So it's when you actually reframe all of it, right? And you start with your money story. Well, how is how is it now? And then you start having these conversations and then you just become more mindful of what you're doing, right? And then you, you start to rewrite the story for, well, what is it do you want? What yeah. makes you happy? What do I dream about, right? You want the million dollars, right? Mm-hmm. So we're going to create the plan to get there, right? And having, like for me personally, I and I do this with all my clients, is we create a portion of your budget to specifically say guilt-free fund spending. Okay. Mm. Right? Because when we think of that word budget, it's like that word diet. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. It's yeah. a trigger word. Right. Like I lost 130 pounds 20 years
1: Ooh, ago. Wow. Good job, mama. Thank
0: you. And I was an overweight kid, overweight, but for until I was about 25. And I was 245 pounds. Mm. And I was a size 22. I was completely miserable. I was sick mm. all the time. Right. Mm. And my default was food makes mm. me feel better. Mm hmm but it was crappy food. <laughs> yeah. you know? And I just sat and I never exercised. I didn't do the, like my lifestyle was terrible. Right. And then when I made that shift to changing the way that I think about the food and my lifestyle and the way that I feel when I step on the scale or try clothing on or different things, right. It was that whole mind shift. It's the same thing with money. Like it's the same exact mindset. Right. Mm -hmm. Thinking about the way, what do you think about yourself when you look in the mirror? Right. Or what do you think about when you look at your bank account? It's the same exact thing. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah.
0: Right. You still feel those feelings and you beat yourself up and you say these awful things to yourself that you would never say to anybody else. Right. Like on my mirror in my bathroom, it says the most important thoughts in your mind are the things that you say to yourself.
1: Yes. So true.
0: Because I am. An expert at negative to self talk, right? Mm-hmm. We we women, right? We all just do it. But yes, it's really do. doing that work around it. It's the same thing with money. So it's just the way you think about it and how you approach it to be able to shift and make those changes to be like, you know what? I deserve abundance. I deserve abundance. And it's okay for me to feel happy when I buy something or, you know, have my guilt free fun spending. Yeah. Right. Because if you're making a plan, right, and you're investing and you're saving and you're doing all the things and you have everything automatically happening, it's okay to spend the rest. It's okay. Right. It's like when you when you don't have a plan and then all of a sudden you're like, shit, I I I have there's more months left at the end of the money. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It. Right. But if you or like we set everything up to just be automatic. It's just automatically yeah. happening. Mm-hmm. And then it's okay. Right, and then there's no question. Everything's just happening. It's all good. It's flowing. You're happy. You have great feelings about it because you know everything's happening. Mm-hmm. You're saving. You're investing. You're sp- you're doing all the things, and it's okay to buy that luggage because you have it in your guilt free fund spending, and then you don't yep. have to feel guilty about it.
1: Yeah, it's guilt free yep.
0: and it's fun, and you can do it because you put money there, and it's that that's what's its purpose.
1: That's what it's right? for. It's is there it- an ideal balance between the different areas of savings investing uh giving and spending
0: yes and it's all personal okay it's so interesting because i've heard many other money people talk about well you should have put this percentage towards this and this toward but that's a general rule but personal finance is personal Mm -hmm. you know and Everyone's lifestyle is different everyone's job is different. everyone's income is different everyone's everything is different. So when you approach your money, it really becomes personal and it goes back to what's your values mm-hmm. right What are your goals what do you What do you want out of life and then knowing where to put each thing and how much of this and how much of that and like what are your goals? like you want a million dollars right Do you want it from cash? Do you want it from your investments like what, you know it's all different
1: right. What what if you find yourself in a place where you have a lot of debt right now? And so mm-hmm. maybe, you know, does that mean you forego one of the other buckets until you've taken care of this? Or does it just mean one of the the buckets are smaller?
0: There's many variables, but the answer is no, you don't. You d- use them all at the same time because okay. there's there are people like Dave Ramsey that say that you should not ever save any money until you, you get out of debt. Right. But the problem is if you don't have cash and you have an emergency, what are you going to do? Um, use your credit card, credit card. Right. I mean,
1: yeah. Yeah. (laughs)
0: That's just duh. But so I teach you how to do both because I had that too. I had a bankruptcy. I was over a hundred thousand dollars in debt. Um, it was right before the divorce. Like it was just a big mess, Mm -hmm. huge mess and it's so so fascinating how yes you can get out of debt while saving cash and investing money okay you can just decide how long do you want it to take to yeah. get out of debt depending upon how much debt you have yeah right there is so like I said there's so many variables personal finance is personal and if you are like hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt it's not going to happen overnight you're not going to get out of it overnight right it's going to be a plan that Many, many years, but you'll be able to do it. If you just a little bit, a few thousand, you can almost overnight, you can get out of that with an easy plan.
1: Yeah. That makes sense. Love that. Yeah. So if you were to leave our listeners with, you know, the one critical thing that you think they should think about now and start taking action on in order to shift their money life, money habits, and money view. What would you leave them with?
0: I would say that the number one thing that you can do right now is draw a line in the sand and just make a decision. Just decide mm. that you're going to take the reins, take control of your money, because I mean, so many of us give our power away, yeah, mm-hmm. right? So you're just going to make the decision that now's the day. And you know what? I've got a free gift for you to help you do that.
3: Oh, tell, tell us, us about more. it. <laughs>
0: So I have a free guide. It's called Five Easy Steps to Save $1,000 This Month. Mm. And I have heard from most people that use this guide that they save way over $1,000 in a month just using a few of the steps. So to get this guide, it's easy. It's just at Momswhomoney.com. com slash save.
1: com. Slash save. And we'll make ladies sure and you three, next. you three gentlemen out there who are listening, <laughs> you make sure you go. And then we want to hear your stories about how much you've saved and what your your plans are, how this is kicking off your new relationship with money. Yes.
2: And Eileen, it's been such a joy. Do you like how I did that? I see um, what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking with you today. And can you tell us where our listener can find you if they want more of your great tips, please? The easiest place to find me is my website.
0: You can get to me everywhere from there. It's momswhomoney.com. I also
2: have a podcast called Moms Who Money as well. Awesome. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here, Eileen. It's just been so much fun. Thank, Thank you, you so much for having me today.
0: I love talking about money, as you can see. I could talk about it for hours. It yes, was, you're so This was basic. awesome. You guys are amazing. I love you.
1: Oh, thank we you. love you too. Thank Yay. you so much, Eileen. Thank you. Oh, Eileen, thank you so much for the great wisdom and and pearls and nuggets that you dropped on us. I got so
2: much out of that. Yeah, oh, me too. I'm I'm really kind of passionate about my personal finances and I learned so much from her and have already downloaded her free guide to Mm. five easy ways to save a thousand dollars this month. So we'll include that in the show notes. So please go get your guide. The information in it is simple, but profound.
1: I love that. All right. Well, let's jump into our top five ladies. So number one for me is, you know, to create this new money story that we talked about, you first have to understand the money story that you grew up with and then you have to plan and figure out how to rewrite your money story so that you can begin to shift your mindset about money yeah
2: and two to tune into your current money story ask how did your parents and family manage and or talk about money with you if at all right because i think most of our parents were like good luck kids
1: yep for sure
2: yeah And what did you take away from that and how do you manage your money now
1: that's it and and third here's what i want you to do i need you to practice values based spending and you do this by allocating your money to the, the shit that matters to you what is most important to you what gives you joy what sparks that thing inside of you what brings your values to life put your money there put your money there and stop spending it First of all, on everybody else or on frivolous bullshit that doesn't even matter, accumulating junk. What else can I buy from Amazon today simply because they exist? (laughs) No, fuck that. Spend your money where your values
2: are. Yeah, totally. And you know what? I loved when Eileen said, number four, money coaching isn't about the numbers. Mm. It's about finding a way to live your dream life through your money. It's about how you spend, save, and share, because the more money you have, the more good you can do with it. And then it's about feeling good about spending your money instead of guilty.
1: Amen. I love that. And finally, number five, ladies, create a portion of your budget for that guilt-free fun spending. That shit that you want to do when you just want to be fuck wild, and act crazy, no accountability, whatever feels like free to you, what gives you your free spirit room to soar? And you don't want to be judged about it. Nope. That's what you need to, to create a portion of your budget for. And this is going to be so that you don't beat yourself up by spending money. You can really thoroughly enjoy it. Because we all deserve that, don't we, Shelby? We deserve to live a life that we enjoy. Mm -hmm. A guilt-free life. And we want you to jump into the middle with us and continue to go down this path where we are creating a guilt-free life, lives that we love, lives that we enjoy spending and doing together. Hey, leave us a review. Tell us what you love. Tell us what you hate. Tell us how we can be even more present for you and check out our website here we're building this out so that we can move into this space where we can operate as a real community together and start getting accustomed to it now because we're about to we're about to start moving the needle on what we're doing and how we're We're gonna bust out bitches we're about to bust out bitches we're coming coming for you yes so until then Connect with us through LinkedIn, Mm -hmm. through Instagram, through Facebook, check out our Dear Midlife site, reach out to us and know that we are always wanting to hear from you through your reviews and whichever way you feel most comfortable, reach on out because we're here for you and we love doing life with you right here in the middle.